Real Estate Show on WGBF AM with your host, Charlie Butler. This is where you'll learn to sell your home quickly and for more money. And now, the host of The Real Estate Show, the guy who guarantees to sell your home or he'll buy it himself, Charlie Butler. Good Sunday morning, Tri-State. This is The Real Estate Show with Charlie Butler. And to my right here, pushing buttons, the lovely Leslie Morgan. <laughs> push, 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 push. How are you? Pushing your buttons. You do that in many different ways. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, how are you this morning, Leslie? I'm doing well. Yeah. Doing well. I have no complaints. You're completely recovered I'm now. completely recovered. Well, I mean, as much as I normally am. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally, mean, I'm about 30%. Physically, <laughs> physically, you're completely recovered. Oh, physically, yeah. So bef- before KDQ, you were in Jackson, right? Jackson, yes, Tennessee? Okay. Jackson, Tennessee. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm always thinking ways to try to get you. Okay, so it's okay. Now I didn't spend a lot of time there. I was only there for a, almost a year when I got called back to KDQ because well, I'd worked at KDQ part time before that, and then my first full time radio gig was Jackson. But with with technology to, today, the, this question is not for the reason is not for today because I understand technology today. You don't get to pick as much music as you used to get to pick as as an on-air personality. No. Um, obviously, when you think back about, like, when people were actually spinning records. Yeah. You know, the record had to be... I was be, in the business. I, was I in the know. Business I wasn't yeah. going to say that. Um, <laughs> but when, you know, the records would be sent to the, to the station, and, and they were records that the record label sent to you, um, then it became a thing where the all of the music was on our computer so we would get emails with the music to be able to download that into the system in order to play because there's just so much now it's not like before when you had you know a handful of artists and that's what you get delivered to your station and you know and you know my question my question was actually going a completely different direction as you could probably imagine really yes (laughs) so my question was okay uh of course you admit that did you remember the art uh, the the disc jockeys that they were called back then when when i was in the business they were what wkrp was like you as, yeah. as you know you know yeah. they hard hard drinkers hard partiers so many times they would need to take a short break in the morning you know as and so they wouldn't you know so they had you know if they were adult contemporary they had american pie Sometimes a long version of American Pie. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen that also. And you could be you'd be driving to your own station. You hear your morning guy and put on the long version of American Pie. Oh God, he had a rough. That's funny. Night. And or I'm uh, I'm I'm riding my wife one day, and uh, we're going someplace, and they put and uh, they put Freebird on, and I said, "Guys, gotta go to the bathroom." She said, "What?" I said, yeah. I said, usually when you hear Free Bird, Stairway to Heaven, or American Pie, this jockey's going to the bathroom. So here's my here was my question. In yeah. country, yeah. what was that song? Well, since I have been in the business, um, it's that's not an issue because we again everything's on the computer. So you don't have to play a record and then have the other record ready. I mean, really our job is very simple now. We right. can really be radio personalities. We don't have to do 
nearly as much as the pioneers before us. I mean, I give them so much credit because, you know, you might have three different, four different turntables. The albums are on the wall. you got to go get the album. you got to put it on. those albums backwards until and, it gets and, to the right And then you have to talk in between the songs. Yeah. You know, you're the only one talking. Yeah. Now, you know, there's imaging. There's there's little like zingers in between the songs that remind you what station you're listening to or or will tell our WKDQ listeners to make sure that they uh, they download the app or visit our website or, you know, go to Facebook or whatever. There's all these things that go in between. So a sweep of music, you know, I may have 10 minutes where I can, you know, go and go to the bathroom or get a cup of coffee or whatever. I don't, it's not nearly as difficult as it used to be okay. where you had to plan those long songs. It's not like that anymore. Like uh, I, there's certain times I talk according to the computer and there's most of the time I don't talk. So. And we are, to, you and I both, since you completely ruined the setup for me, <laughs> it's, you know, you could have made some song. I, like <laughs> I, I really don't know of like super what, what long the, songs. Super, yeah. Super long country song. You'd have to go some of the... I know when I used to have to... I, I worked at WRAY in oh, Princeton. Yeah, that was yeah. my very first just part-timed, only on Sundays job live. And ABC News would come on, so I would have to time up at 11 o'clock to make sure that the news... And, and so I would pick the shortest songs <laughs> and there was like a, cause you knew you had to be right. On, and so I'd be like trying to do the math and figure it out. And I think one of the George Strait songs, uh, and I don't, I can't remember which one, but it was like two minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah. You know, and there's like a whole bunch of ones where that you could fit right in and be right before it, it went to news by, and, and the news played no matter what. I'll and narrow, you didn't want to cut it off. In the I'll, narrow, the I'll narrow it down for you. It was his number one hit. It was. It was. I. I have no idea what. what he got six. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was one of his number one <laughs> yeah. hits. Every single one that he that he yeah records is number one. So, he's but a, I, and he's as nice as guys have seen. Hey, I. I did get the interview him once. Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah, I've never he's, had that. He's as nice as. He, but he was the first warm up act. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. Before Emerald of a Morning, which. But Mindy Woodward is with us today. Hello, how's everybody? And Mindy, with her silky voice, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I know Hello. you do. I know. I do voiceovers, so I'm. Th- I think I might hire her too. I'm gonna try to steal her from you, Charlie. But well, I Mind- people have been trying for years. Yeah. <laughs> Mind- Mind- a lot of people are trying to steal you from Charlie. It, it is impo- it is impossible to forget the day Mindy started with me. It is it was September the tenth, two thousand one. The day before 9-11. Wow. I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The day before 9-11. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, Now, what what did you start out? In what capacity? Um, basically, just as his buyer's agent assistant, um, we were trying to figure out, as a team, what we were going to do. And Charlie had slowly been transitioning into uh, investment properties. And so we were trying to figure all that out. So it was just like second day, went to the post office, started hearing stuff on the news. It was like, what is going on? You know, it was kind of weird, but. Mm-hmm. And, but you, you brought uh, before off air, you asked Mindy back up a little bit about how you started in the real estate business period, even before you were an agent. Oh my gosh. So we were talking about my voice, but long time ago, I worked for the answering service that answered calls for the real estate company, which was the realty group back then, and was there a couple weeks, absolutely hated it. But at one point, I got a call from a lady named Marsha Trockman, 
And at the time, they were looking for a receptionist. So she called, and, and she was from the Northeast, I think. So she's like, hi, this is Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? And I was like, hi, I'm Mindy. She's like, oh, you're going to be hearing from me a lot. <laughs> that was Marsha. And that was Marsha. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, apparently, after I hung up with her, she called the manager at the time, which was Cheryl, who called me within 10 minutes and said, hey, are you happy where you're at? Do you want to, you know, hire in or have an interview for this receptionist position? And I was like, sure, why not? So I went in like the next day or the day after and interviewed and they hired me on the spot. And they had I found out later that Marsha liked my voice and she thought I'd be good at the front desk. So, and that was in 1998. <laughs> so that's how I got started in my real estate because career. Because of your silky because voice. Because of my silky voice. Voice like butter. <laughs> so, no, and then I, I, when I started in 99, I started, I fortunately started quickly, uh, did 58 deals my first year in the business nice. which uh uh and so i was i was going as as trey dolby talked about last week um things were getting dropped you know you just can't you can't keep that many deals going so i needed i, I needed someone hired another I, mindy and i had been talking i hired a different on on someone else's advice i hired a different person i got some bad advice i should have hired mindy in the first place but uh <laughs> so after a year of almost killing her you know many times many times yeah <laughs> mindy was at the front desk and she would say well you can do it better than i can with me storming by uh, yeah and and anyone that knows charlie like something really has to bother him for him to get mad like he very rarely gets mad and i was sitting there at the front desk and he is storming out the front door just red as red can be going not now not now and she's, and she's chasing him <laughs> come here come here baby. Who's, oh this one who this. had mindy's job before right. okay yeah. Yeah. i go not now it's <laughs> like not now i'm not listening not now but charlie 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 and then i was just like oh this oh. is not good and all of a sudden you hear slam it's like and then at the time, another agent, Scott Frazier, went to go outside to smoke. And I was like, Scott, don't go that way. Go yeah. around the back. <laughs> There's some serious stuff yeah. getting ready to go down. <laughs> Scott Scott was in my office today. That It finally blew up between her and I. And I just took, and this is very un-me, my desk is always full of stuff. But I took my desk and just whoom. It was all over the floor. It was everywhere, and and I and I I was I was yelling at I was yelling at her, and I and then I was just yelling. There was nobody there. You know, I mean, I look around. Scott's laughed. I mean, Scott's got. The, you know, Scott's, I'm, I'm getting away. He said, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Scott's a great guy. He unfortunately left us too soon, also. But uh, um, so and then I hired Mindy, and and what did you hire her to do? Man, I I needed someone. Well, I I was doing so many deals mm -hmm. that, and I was as as Mindy said, I got the idea. I'd met a couple of investors, and it's too long a story to tell, but a couple of them were were pretty big investors. In fact, one of them wound up buying four hundred houses over a seven year period from me. And uh, so anyway, uh, my 
so I want I this is what I want to do. I I was a good residential realtor. I did a lot of business, but the inspections, the uh, uh, every the financing, everything went along with it, and the emo, the emotion that is in that on that side of the business drove me crazy. And so I saw these guys, and they'd go in, they'd make an offer on a house. And I remember the first few times I'd call them, well, you know, I was used to residential people, man, they, they get upset they don't get a house. All right, find me another one. You know, it's just, it's a business transaction. Right. You know, and so that's pretty cool. And so anyway, so I, Mindy was doing some paperwork and we had an idea. I said, if we could get control, well, she and I were talking, I don't even remember how we come up with this, but I think between both of us, we could get control of more of the inventory on the foreclosure side. And so we came up with her starting to do more. Okay, the banks want broker's price opinions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm a very high eye personality for those that know what that means. It means, you know, I this is me. I mean, I'm I'm this person, you know, I you know, I like people, you know, somebody but somebody says, squirrel. And there I go. Yeah. <laughs> At least you recognize that. I know. I, I know that about me. Yeah. So I and so I would never be able to sit there, and do the and do this paperwork. For the, Which is funny because I'm a high I too, but I enjoy doing. But she. But so so <laughs> you, can, I'm, you, have, you can focus. I'm yeah. gonna let Mindy take over from it. So we decide we're gonna start doing brokers price opinions. So, right. So, was she was she the first member of your team? Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, actually, the the other one was, but we kind of forget that. Oh right, we don't count that. No. No. Yeah, you know, kind of how people rewrite history. That part. Sure. Sure. That's why I asked that. I just want to verify that first member of your team, Mindy. Exactly. Right. And I mean, and and so what we did is I went online and I was like, okay, what is a broker's price opinion, and how do you do these things? And started signing up to different websites, and basically what it is. Uh, a bank or a company will give you a, a house and say, here's 123 Main Street. Go out, get some pictures of it so we know what it looks like and give us a value of what you think it's worth. If we were to sell it today, what do you think it's worth? And and just started doing it that way. Um, and then some of those companies started giving us listings and we kind of went from there. And, it, you know, it's so funny because people ask me like, how did you pick foreclosures? And, uh, you know, a lot of it too, like Charlie was just saying, it's because it's not emotional. It's very business minded. It's, you know, here's the numbers. Here's what we have to have. Because you're not dealing with the people who have lost their house. Occasionally. Well, sometimes. Sometimes, but mostly you're dealing with the banks and it is all numbers. Exactly. Okay, got it. Most of the time, the houses are vacant. They've right. been sitting there for a while. The bank just wants to know what's there. So I go out, get pictures, give them a full report. This is what it is. Uh, but I like the fact that it's very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And the people that we sell them to, for the most part, are investors. They take it or they don't. You know, And I'm real blessed. I have a great you know, social network and things like that. And I'm real emotional in my other parts. Mm-hmm of my life but at work it can just be business you know and that's what i like about it so so and and when we talk when mindy talked about going and signing up online there are many many of the banks like 
they they for some reason think, well, if if we put them through another company, nobody will really know we ever have foreclosures because they don't want people to know. So there might be Acme Asset Management Company out there, and they might they might be handling Chase Manhattan, okay, and Bank of America mm-hmm. and whoever. Yeah, yeah. A but lot there, of the larger. But there's hundred there's hundreds of those companies out there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of larger companies that use servicers. So that it, it kind of shells them, um, you know, different companies will use these three asset companies because they're so big and they have so many. Mm-hmm. That way they can kind of hide them and it looks a little bit different. Even bigger local banks like Fifth Third and Old National mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So because of the fact that you were doing these um, analysis for them anyway, you then were able to acquire listings from that. Yes. Yeah. And there was there's one company in particular, and I still do work for them today. Um, they don't pay for their BPOs, but they but they will send you listings. They say you do so many of these, and each company has a grading system. So you have to meet the like certain percentages. Everything is time stamped, date stamped. You know, if it says it's due in 48 hours, you got to get it in in 48 hours and they grade you. And if you don't meet the grade, then they don't send you anything or they take you off the list completely. But Mindy, but Mindy doesn't just, I mean, she could sit there and make, if you wanted to do enough of them, you could make $50,000 a year doing BPOs. Absolutely, yes. But you'd be insane in a pretty... Well, you kind of have to be insane a little yeah, bit to do foreclosure. She'd have to have her own team just <laughs> for that. The th- I would. The, yeah. thing, the thing is, you know, what the average BPO is around $50. Around like 50 that. yeah. Yeah. So what we always tell people, you know, they'll call they'll call me, and she hates it when they call me because they'll say, can you do this? Sure, we can do it. Yeah, because yeah. Charlie will make a deal, then be like, here's what I did. <laughs> And then you're like, okay. And, and she goes, I've got like seven other ones that, that I've got to do right now. Well, they don't need it till the end of the day. So, <laughs> yeah. great, thanks, Charlie. <laughs> but but anyway. I can't imagine why you didn't get along with the first one. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I should know better after all these years. <laughs> of course, it was all her fault. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but any, no. So uh, we've got to the point now, and Mindy still does BPOs for some of these companies, but it's basically. If they don't list, if they don't, the, the ones that, that list their homes, they come first. And actually, people will call sometimes that we don't know. And if Mindy doesn't want to do enough, say, Are you going to list the house with us? And, yeah. and if they say, No, all we, and some companies are just BPO companies. If they say, No, you know, we just do brokers' price opinions. Well, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Yeah, yeah, right. And there's so many companies out there. It's nice to be able to like weed through them all and know, you know, there are some I stop working with because they don't pay, or it takes them like six months to pay. It's like, well, I'm not. I got. I'm busy. You know, I don't do stuff for free. Mm-hmm. So you know, it doesn't work like that. So I've kind of gotten it down to, you know, these are certain companies that I will work with because they will list property. Here's a couple companies that they don't list, but it's a little extra money. So it kind of, it all works itself out. So now, Charlie, you, when I first met you, you were, I believe, mostly strictly residential when you and I first met. I, was pro- I, I still... I, I, I know was, that's what I talked about. I was, well, the, the team, I mean, the team is, as we've talked about, 
uh, is both. I've got residential people. I've got commercial people. Okay. And I've been blessed to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, I've got a good understanding of both. I like if I had my choice, if I could, if I could do any of it, I would work with investors. I would work with the, I would work and, and people say, well, you do these huge deals, you know, uh, that's not the fun part. The fun part is the single family investors. So what you're talking about is residential homes, but they're investors buying these homes. Right. But, but, right. but we still have a regular residential division on my sure. too. Okay. And, uh, it does quite a bit of business, but as far as we became known, and mainly because of Mindy, I think Mindy and myself—I'll give myself some credit here too—is because we became known as specialists. People, people call us we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, that just say, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for this. I want to start buying homes. Right. I want to start doing whatever. This this ha- This is almost a daily basis. So someone who's interested in becoming an investor and buying <clears throat> residential real estate for investment purposes only will then seek you out because of the reputation that you have for right. what you do. And honestly, you know, I mean, I still want them to call, but in most cases, for somebody brand new, we're the wrong people to call. Right. Be- because we deal with so many large investors, mm-hmm. and and we've also always, Mindy, just like me, we've always been pretty loyal to our clients. Mm-hmm. And, and we're very specialized, too. Like, what I started doing, and I pride myself on the fact that if it's weird or strange or no one has ever seen that before or dealt with that, I love that kind of stuff. I love, Give me an example. I love putting a puzzle together. Okay, as an example, like, I started taking pictures and putting stuff on different social media. Um, Like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at that. I had a friend who had a house in Boonville that was moving. The house had mine subsidence. And they had gone through the state, done everything they could do. They said, get us out of this house. So I met with her. We went over the paperwork. She said, I watch you on Facebook. She says, you post all this stuff about creepy basements and things you see. She said, if anybody can sell my house, you can do it. And we got a full price offer in two days. Great. So that's the kind of thing that I I love about the foreclosure business, especially. Um, It's so different. Well, one you've got now that is not a foreclosure that you can you can thank Miss Morgan for because he's he's a he's an avid listener. Really? Call because yes, uh, Spotsville, Kentucky. Oh yes, that was a very interesting deal too. Uh, this is this is strange. This is really strange. So this gentleman has lived in this house for fourteen years, and it's a modular on some land. Okay. Um, for some reason, in the time that he's lived there. They did not have a title to the property. Not sure what happened. Paperwork got messed up. So he had to go through all these hoops. He had to call the fire marshal. They had to okay the fact that you could live there. They issued a new VIN number. And it's very nice, by the way. It's it's a very nice property. They issue a whole new VIN number, get everything sent to Frankfurt. Frankfurt sends back the title. Now, in the middle of all this, we're under contract. So we're trying to get everything straightened out. The lender says, well, that's fine, but we need the old one. It is nowhere to be found. 
anywhere on this property. There were, let's see, three people that crawled underneath it. We had the seller went under there twice. The buyer went under there twice. We had an inspector crawl under there. He says, I've looked for it everywhere. It's nowhere to be found. And you're looking for a VIN number. For a VIN number okay. for this modular. Okay. You know, like mobile homes or manufacturing. Sure. You know, like they, a car. Yeah. They yeah. Have, sure. They very have, much like they that. Have a number. They sure. have a number in there. It's nowhere. They find a plate behind concrete block. So they bust this block out. It's so degraded. When they tried to write on it, it disintegrated. So this guy's this 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 uh, guy's sitting there with a home. he wants to move his wife's passed away he wants to move be near his kids can't sell his house yeah his house a is very very nice very nice house unless he had somebody walk up to him and say I will pay you cash money he cannot sell his property because he could not get a loan the, or like someone could not get a loan to buy his house without the VIN number correct right. Even hmm. though he has a new one that he, was issued by the by, by the, the capital, right? By the state, they need the old number because they have to run it through a system to see that it wasn't like a, you know, from FEMA or there are any issues with. It. Sure, sure. The only thing we're that we're holding out any hope. Oh, so for. you're still working on this? Yeah, yeah. I've kind of like let is, him take wow. care of what he can because there's nothing else we can do at this point. Sure. His original lender was SunTrust. And if if they should have the number, the lender, the lender who is Evansville teacher saying if they've got the number, we'll you know, yeah, they'll send us on their letterhead. We're good with that. But in the meantime, SunTrust has got bought by BB and T, so you've got all that going on. Yeah, so there's no telling. Yeah, wow. So it is very challenging. But I can see why it would be rewarding, like a puzzle. Like when you finish it, you're like, yes, you've really done something. I've learned so much from that deal and and all those deals Mm -hmm. that come because they're all so unique. Yes. Here is something people that probably are just listening don't know anything about the foreclosure business. Ask Ask Mindy about cash. Quick, we're we're running out of time. Quickly. What what's cash for keys? Cash for keys is basically once a house has gone through foreclosure, and the bank owns it, sometimes you end up where people are still living in it. So we, as representatives of the bank, will go to the property and say, "Hi, person, we will give you twenty five hundred dollars in thirty days if you you know move out of the property, move everything, and it's super clean, and then you get a check." And everybody moves on and is happy. Um, sometimes it's smooth. Sometimes it's not. If they refuse, then we end up with the sheriff at their front door. So, yeah, that's always a, that's the one part of my business. Yeah, I can I'm see not that. a fan. Yeah. Mindy, Mindy was actually went and with a sheriff to a guy's house. We won't say where, because we don't want to narrow it down. But uh, where he didn't know he was being foreclosed on. His wife had been hiding the bills. And <gasps> she been, had all the mail moved to a post office box and had not paid the mortgage in 18 months. So we, you know, show up and he's like, can I help you? And the sheriff says, yeah, we're here to evict you. The house has been foreclosed. And he has on. no idea. No clue. He had no clue. Wife wasn't home. About 30 minutes later, she showed up, looked dead up at the sheriff and is like, can I help you? And he says, ma'am, I'm here for this eviction. Y'all got to go now. And I think, like, the husband's dad or somebody was trying to write a check to the sheriff. 
And he's like, sir, it's, it's too late, it's for, too that. late for, yeah. for that. You got to go. And he had no idea. No Can clue. you imagine? I know. Uh, yeah. We're talking about a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy had no clue. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did you even figure it out if she was also acting like she had no idea what's going on? I mean, I... It was just traced back through the mail that they had sent all these notices and then they were well, just oh, there in the mailbox? And that's the thing. Like, there's... You can... There's always proof. Sure. Yeah. You know, it gets sent to several different places. And the bank, once it gets to a certain point, is sending registered letters, too. Yeah, they do yeah. send registered letters. So somebody would have had to sign. Somebody would have had to sign. Somebody right. knew about it. I bet they're not married. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> what, what, what was his... What, That'd be a deal breaker, Mindy, wouldn't it? What, what was his final words to her before you... Way to go, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. Needs that needs to be a hashtag. Uh, Hashtag way to go, no, Grace. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that as long as I live. So, so Mindy, someone who is, we, we've got to go here very shortly, but someone who is facing foreclosure, or maybe not facing foreclosure, but starting to get behind on their payments mm-hmm. and where you can help. Uh, I know you are an expert at this. How can they get a hold of you? Give me a phone call. Give me a ringy ding. It's 812-483-1309. If you have questions, concerns, wonder what that weird thing i got in the mail was just give me a call i'll be happy to help you mindy woodward formerly mindy malinsky so those of you who have known me for years know it was mindy malinsky i think we should have her back okay and you know why it's because i think that in um trying times for people happen a lot depending on you know whether or not they've lost their job whether or not the company they work for has closed and now they're like what am i going to do or situations where there's dishonesty within the family or whatever yeah. you haven't uh, you haven't opened a post office box have you no no no, okay. no but i did take notes uh i think that we need to talk more about okay. what to do to keep this from happening or you know different choices that you have and sure. yeah. and things like that i think this could be a lot longer well, conversation can, i really do can you come back next week absolutely yes all right we'll just we'll, we'll keep we'll keep this up then okay so i know Leslie, have a, have a great week. You too. And so for, for Mindy Woodward, uh, Leslie Morgan, this is Charlie Butler. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to The Real Estate Show on WGBF AM with the guy who guarantees to sell your home or he'll buy it himself, Charlie Butler. Join us every week at this time to find out how to sell your home quickly and for more money. For more information, email cbutler at kw.com or visit charliebutlerteam.com. 